Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today we are speaking with Jude Charles. He is a story-driven filmmaker, a brand strategist, and also a speaker. For over 15 years, he has been producing documentaries for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. He lives and breathes your brand. He digs deep to find the compelling stories that no one else knows and then leverages those stories to scale your business. Welcome to the show, Jude. Flavia, thank you for having me. It is definitely a pleasure to be here with you, to have a fun conversation about solopreneurship. I'm excited and looking forward to it as well. I especially love that you're very story-driven because I think, you know, humanity in a way (laughs) revolves around story. I've often told this story to people when I was in, I went to law school. I'm a lawyer. A lot of listeners know that. And one of my favorite study guides in law school was this book and they called it the criminal law coloring book. And it was actually a way to teach criminal law, but with with pictures and almost like a kid's book. Um, And I remember thinking at the time, this is brilliant because people remember images and stories and scenarios much more than we you know, can just memorize a page of written information. So I love that you're story-driven. Tell us a little bit more about what you do, what it means to be a story-driven brand strategist and filmmaker, and what you do day-to-day. What, what do you do for a living? I wake up every morning and I am blessed with the opportunity and the gift to be able to help entrepreneurs tell their stories. So I've been doing that for 15 years. I got started at 17 years old while I was in a TV production classroom. And the teacher, Mrs. Donnelly, told me that I was really talented, really gifted, and I should start a business. And then the following day, May 5th, 2006, she didn't allow me to know. Instead, she handed me a yellow envelope. And inside of the yellow envelope was my first set of business cards. And that's literally how I got started in this business. I am, when I say I help entrepreneurs tell their story, it is primarily through a documentary or docuseries. And the important part of that is that they're looking to connect with their tribe, their audience, or their clients in a deeper way. And I just help them do that through a story. I believe that a story is all about a very specific moment in time. And if you bring someone into that very specific moment in time, they'll be able to understand you better, communicate with you better, instead of you telling them statements about who you are. And so that's what I do. In a nutshell, that is what I do. That is what I enjoy doing. And like I said, the last 15 years, going on 16 years, that's what I've been blessed to do. That's an amazing story. I wonder, have you ever reconnected with that teacher? Oh yeah, I still talk to her to this day. She is still teaching. She's close to retirement, but she's still teaching. And um, we connect all the time because it would, if it wasn't for that moment, I wouldn't be where I am today. But uh, Mrs. Donnelly, I still talk to her to this day. I've had some amazing teachers as well. And I was just reading an article that people signing up for prep classes to become teachers, you know, taking those steps to the, a career and education, the enrollment for those prep classes is way down. And that worries a lot of people, obviously, especially anyone that works in the education sector, but it worries me. I, I just, I feel like teachers are such an important inspiration and motivation for their students. And uh, we really need to do what we can as a society to keep that pipeline open because we want more 
Mrs. Donnelly's, right, in, <laughs> in the world. Yeah, I agree. I think teachers are the foundation. In the same way parents are important to the upbringing of a child, I think teachers are important to that as well. Because when the child's not at home, they're at school. And that is definitely what Ms. Donnelly did for me. She influenced me. I wouldn't have believed that I would have been able to start a business at 17 years old because I'm the youngest of 10 children. And at the time, I didn't have anyone in my family that were entrepreneurs. So I think we do need teachers not only do our part as a society, but also, you know, that's that's the financial part. But I think also the appreciation, like there should be more than just teacher appreciation week. We should spend more time appreciating the teachers and what role they really play in our communities and developing our children. You have one of those business cards or a picture of it or a scrapbook or anything um, to, to see it? <laughs> or is it, were they all given out because you were so industrious? No, I kept, I, kept one, I kept one and it was, I knew the day was special. Now, I can't remember why I knew, but the reason I'm mentioning that is because I actually dated the one that I kept. I signed it and I have it framed up in my office now. But yeah, I still have the, the one business card. Actually, I wrote a book recently called Dramatic Demonstration. And the picture of the card is in the book, the very same picture with I my phone number, with my address. And originally when I started the business, it was called Video Precision by Charles. Again, I don't know how I came up with the name, but yeah, I still have that one, that one uh, business card. I love hearing that. And so tell us a little bit about your clients. Who's your typical client? You know, do you have a couple of client stories that are particularly fun to to talk about and to tell, obviously preserving whatever anonymity you must, you know, to um, if any of it's confidential, but I love hearing about transformation stories and what you do for your clients. I'll tell you about two quick client stories. Um, the first client, so the clients that I normally work with are seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. That means that they run seven and eight figure businesses, businesses that are doing over a million dollars in revenue. And they are at a point where they're looking to rebrand themselves or just looking to go to a next level. And that means they want more people to know that they exist. And so I'll tell you about Stefan Georgi. Stefan is a copywriter and entre serial entrepreneur, but he started his career as a copywriter writing words that sell. And he, at the time, was a salesman when he first started. He was making only $40,000 a year to now today he makes about $50,000 for one project. And Stefan, I really loved telling his story because, again, he went from $40,000 to $50,000 over time in the last eight years and now makes, he's running different multiple businesses, but he has a beautiful story about raising his daughter. And I have the story on my website. And if you watch the first 60 seconds, the story is not about Stefan being a copywriter. It's about him being a dad. And he's playing the guitar on the side of a couch. And I'm being vague about this relationship he has with his daughter, but it's a special moment. It's a funny moment, but that is Stefan Georgia. He is a copywriter. He is a dad. He is a husband. And he'll tell you all the things he is before he tells you about the work that he does. And that's what I love about working with him. The other client, Darnielle Jervie Harmon, she's a business coach. And Darnielle's uniqueness is that she teaches based off of spiritual principles. And we're now working on our second docuseries. The first one was called Next Level Everything. And it was about her personal journey of growing her business and her journey of attempting to become a mother. So she's had, she got married later in life. She got married at 42 and has never had children. And this is the first time she is attempting to have children, but is going through some issues. Again, I, I'm being vague because I want you guys to watch the, the listeners to watch the stories. And there's something magical that she does as she's waiting for the babies to be born. 
And it's a, it's a testament of her spirituality and a testament of her faith, but it also relates to business. And that's what I love about what I do is that we as human beings, our stories influence the work that we do. And what I get to do is create stories that then get spread to a wider audience and then it impacts other people as well. And so that's a little bit of what I do and how I do it and the kind of clients that I work with. They're playing at a high level already, but they want to get their story out there to more people. The last way that I like to always say this is that if you imagine a book like uh, maybe E-Myth Revisited is a good famous book, what I'm doing is creating the visual references for the book. So if the client had to write a book, I'm creating the actual video book or the video documentary of that. And that gives you a good idea of the kind of work that I do and the, the clients that I love to work with. Well, your work life sounds amazing, but I know that you're someone who also values the time that you're not working. So how do you maintain that balance? Because I think that's the constant struggle for a lot of us. And, and it's tricky, right? To walk that tightrope and to devote yourself to your clients, your work, those kinds of career passions. But then also, you know, what do you do for fun? And how do you maintain that space in your life? Yeah, so that's a great question, Flavia, because I started in 2013, I started taking two months off every year, um, November, December specifically. And I would do that mainly because November is my birthday month. And then December is the holidays, right? So November, December are the holiday times. And what I would realize though, coming off of that break is I felt so energized. I felt so alive. But going into 2020, 2020 was a, obviously a, a very different year for a lot of people. But for me, I made the most amount of money that I ever made in 2020, but I also went through burnout. And how I balance my time off now looks a bit different because now... Instead of waiting till November, December to take time off, I take time off June and December to break it up and to not wait for me, like not work so hard and then wait for me to take a break later in life or not later in life, but later in the year. So that's one way is I take a break. The other way is that I also travel and I have this uh, list that I call the adventures of Hey Jude. And what it is, is it's kind of like a bucket list, I guess, but it's things that I want to do because I'm I like adrenaline filled activities. And so I skydived for my 30th birthday, or I went zip lining in the beaches of Haiti, or one or something that's on my list I haven't done yet is going to drive a, a NASCAR vehicle at the Indy 500, right? And so I think how I balance the level of depth I create in my work along with time for myself is that I try to remind myself to take time off. And I build in before I have the client who comes along to say, hey, I need you for this project. Because then it's already on my calendar and I can say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm going to be off around that time, so I'm not available. That's some of the ways, the techniques that I use to balance work and to balance life. It's just reminding myself that it's okay to take a break. And, and sometimes we need that. For me, I think that all of these techniques and ways to sort of maintain, I guess, call it sanity, are really important. The downtime is essential to our well-being as, as humans. I mean, I've, I don't know if you've ever read some of these um, books on sort of work-life balance and different ways to, to maintain that space. But a lot of people say, you know, why put off what you want to do for retirement? And if you ask somebody, what are you going to do when you're done working? A lot of people actually have a pretty good idea, right? They'll say, I just love gardening or I, you know, I love art classes. I can't wait to just be able to spend time with art classes. I can't wait to spend time golfing. I just want to, you know, enjoy meals with my family and, and cooking again. I've lost, it's a lost art. And I, I think that's really interesting because 
so many people put that off to a time that is very hazy in the far future. But for anybody that can actually carve the time out today to start doing these things, you know, your life can have so many more dimensions where you're not constantly deferring that time in your life when you can actually enjoy, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we do ourselves a disservice by trying to wait until so later on in life. Like I think of actually my dad. So my dad passed away in 2014, but he had retired five years before he passed away. And I think about the fact that he only got to enjoy the last five years, like the things that he enjoyed doing. He only got five years to enjoy. He worked 30 years of his life, but he only got five years to enjoy it. And I think that is the disservice that we do ourselves is that we work so hard, but don't get to slow down and enjoy life. Right. Like it's okay to work. And I think that's important. That's an important part of humanity. But it's also important to take time off and enjoy our families and enjoy our neighbors, right? Or enjoy going to the coffee house just to go, not because you're rushing to head to the next meeting, right? And so I agree with you. It's just, it's something that it doesn't get talked enough about. And that's why I'm vocal about even my own burnout, because I think it's easy to get caught up in wanting to be a workaholic or wanting to work so much that you forget to breathe, right? You forget to take time off for yourself. What are your big goals career-wise for the next few years? Is your company going to change at all? Or are you really happy with exactly how it is now? You just want to maintain and hold course or are there any changes in store? Yeah. So I, there's a big change. And that change is that I will be retiring from video production in five years. I started the business when I was 17. In five years, it will have been 20 years since I started the business and, and have been doing this one thing that I've been really great at. I think I have a different, not a different, not necessarily a different passion and calling, but I think I see my vision, my mission and vision clearer than I've ever seen it before. And that is to lead and empower entrepreneurs to have relentless courage. But courage looks different for a lot of people. And I think I want to be able to play a different game. And what I mean by that is, is just to do things differently as far as like being an executive coach, as far as leadership retreats. And the final thing, which is uh, buying businesses and helping leadership teams understand how to run businesses correctly. And so I will be doing that over the next five years, well, retiring over the next five years in order to start that. And I've already planned a one-year sabbatical to take time off to really, again, give myself the space that I need to be able to do that. And so that's what that's kind of what my big goals are now. Like I've written a book recently, like I mentioned, Dramatic Demonstration. It's a it's part one of a three-part series I'm writing. And all of this is just to prepare for that exit, to prepare for that next big thing that I would do in my life and to, to just be intentional about where I go next. Everything in my life will, will revolve around storytelling, but I think it's so important to help entrepreneurs understand how to change the story that's in their head and, and still understand how to be influenced by others' stories in order to change their perspective. The one thing I always say is if you're willing to change your perspective, if you're willing to change a story that's in your head, you're willing, you can curate the life that you want. And so that's what my work will be after this next five years, what I'll be pivoting to next. But you're speaking my language. And when you said one year sabbatical, I got goosebumps. I mean, that's amazing. Love hearing that. I think we should all aspire to be able to step away from what we do that's, you know, an obligation to do something completely different, you know, have some different chapters in life and uh, also just have some time to explore new things. I love that you're going to do that. I wish you the very best in that. How do people get in touch with you to either follow your professional work or your authorship, your published? work. Where is the best place for people to connect? The best place is my newsletter. So I write a newsletter called the Dramatic Leverage Newsletter. And it's actually 
where I'm going to be documenting this journey of retiring in five years and the pivot that I'm making. I'm actually uh, writing about it now. But the place to do that is judecharles.co forward slash newsletter. And that's where you can um, follow along the journey. I, I just started, I only made this decision starting this year, 2021. And I'm documenting it. I'm documenting what I'm doing today in order to make that happen in five years, in order to take a one-year sabbatical. And just thinking, the reason I call it dramatic leverage is just thinking differently about how we leverage storytelling in our lives, how we leverage storytelling in our businesses in order to work smarter, not just harder. So yeah, that's the best place to connect with me and and to continue this conversation. Please connect with Jude at judecharles.co. That's J-U-D-E-C-H-A-R-L-E-S dot C-O. And Jude, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are an inspiring person to talk to. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And I hope to hear from you again soon. Flavia, thank you for having me. It was definitely a great conversation. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share as well. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.